1: Today, Holly and I are going to be running a little bit of a masterclass for you guys. So we are officially in December 2023 somehow. I have no idea where the year's gone, but we thought it'd be a great opportunity to kind of sit down with you guys and take a moment to reflect, but also to celebrate all of our wins that we've had for the year and then shift our focus and start to look at the new year. We thought it'd be a great chance to kind of look at some goals, how to align them from a yogic point of view, how to align them from a divination point of view, and then also just kind of break down how to manifest the bigger things and actually even some of the little things in life that might feel like they're just a bit out of your reach at the moment, how to call those in. So, Holes, biggie for you, doll. You've had like a trip of a lifetime and some really, really big things to celebrate. Let's start there. So how how has the year been for you and what are some things that you can kind of think about and reflect on and also celebrate.
0: Yeah, so as you were kind of uh going through that introduction I was like, "Oh, yeah, I did that and I did that and I did that." And I think it's so important to celebrate because like you don't. It's just always like I think we also don't even celebrate in the moment either. It's like Once something comes into reality, the energy behind it is very different to that energy of like growing towards something or desiring something. I think maybe that's why we don't celebrate because Mm -hmm. the energy like instantly shifts. And then if we sort of, or at least our perspective of that thing shifts, and if we're still constantly in that energy of like growth and desiring, then we'll instantly be onto the next thing. Um, which, you know, I feel like I definitely have a tendency to do that. I have been, I would say, literally only in the last month trying to actually celebrate the things I do. And I think that's only shifting literally because I'm like, there's nothing else huge I want to work on at the moment. Like, I don't want to keep, like, putting things out. Like, I'm going Mm -hmm. back towards that just being state, and that's only when I've been able to be like, oh, yeah, how cool that I did that. Um, Mm, Yeah, I went to Bali in June, which was epic. That had been something I'd been working towards for maybe like eight months prior to that. It was the end of a yoga teacher training. So that also finished this year, which was huge. Um, and then yeah, finished in Bali, which was amazing. It was my first solo trip in, you know, maybe seven years, which was really cool. Um, Yeah. Then went to Europe after that for like nine and a half weeks, which, you know, that was another 12 month planning and preparing and, um, you know, hoping and manifesting all of that stuff. Uh, And then I launched my 50 hour yoga training and yeah, that's nearly done. We have one more week to go. So it's been a big one more week. (laughs) One more week. It's a little bit sad. I'm like, oh, don't really want it to end. Um, all good things must come to an end, but, uh, yeah, some, some huge things and all things that just feel, I guess when I look back on them, I can see where, you know, the energy of creating all of those moments has not just been 12 months. Like it's been quite a long time. Um, Mm. and yeah. So to, to actually reflect on that and be like, Oh, I actually made that happen. Like that's, so cool and exciting. And it just makes me excited for other things that you can just make happen. And um, like nothing is really ever too far out of your reach as long, I think, as it's actually aligned to what you want. Um, so yeah, thank you. that
1: alignment piece is um, so important to I mean We can have all these big dreams and goals. And, um, if we're not in that aligned state, we might still get them, but, they won't feel like we need them or have been wanting them to. Right. And I think that's a big lesson in itself, right? I know I, in the past I've called in some things. And I'm like, yes, I got it. And then it lands and you're like, oh,
0: my God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it kind of leaves you feeling like a little bit unfulfilled. And I think like if we search for certain things, because I think like, you know, as much as we might not believe this as humans, we're actually pretty good at bringing things into our world. Like regardless of if they're aligned or unaligned, positive or negative, like I believe that we are all really great at bringing whatever we're in alignment to, whether that's a misalignment or true alignment. Cause I definitely had, you know, years before this year where I had achieved really great things, but I was like, Oh, at the time of them happening, then being like, that doesn't feel like how I thought it would felt or like, I don't feel how I thought I would feel in relation to this thing. And so I think all of those Mm. moments and things that I achieved, it gave me an opportunity to be like, although it looks like an achievement and it is success, it's not the kind of success that is aligned to me or that actually truly fulfills me. And like, once we can kind Mm. of, you know, we probably need to make those steps and not mistakes, but just things that aren't aligned so that we actually can feel like, uh, oh, that's not it. <laughs> now I've got to like search a little bit deeper inside of myself to figure out what that alignment truly is for me so that the next thing I call in does feel more fulfilling.
1: Yeah, we absolutely have to go through the lessons because without the lessons, there's just not that opportunity for growth, for alignment, especially like when we're early age, like, you know, in our younger years and we're still trying to figure everything out. Like with you, for example, like from a numerology lens, you haven't even started your, like hitting the peak of your first pinnacle. Mm. So can you imagine like, you know, the universe is just looping around all these opportunities for you to keep growing and developing. And because you are in such an aligned um, place, that feels really good. But for other people who perhaps haven't found their path as early in life, just know that, you know, usually it's like your first 35 to 40 years, you're just kind of figuring things out. You're just working at who you are without all of the outside noise. And it's when you get to the second and third pinnacle that we really see people like step into their stride and really start to reach this success that they've been dreaming of most of their life. Mm. It's just a journey. And it's and when you understand that, I think it can bring a lot of peace to you as well. Like, oh, I'm not meant to be there yet. I mean, I've got all of this time and space to navigate these lessons. Yeah, I think it's just a really good reminder for people just to
0: take a breath. (laughs) We don't have to rush these things. I think it's so important you said that because so many people kind of, I think, get towards like mid to end 20s and be like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And it's like, those are the questions Mm. you're meant to be asking. And like, who am I? I? What do I enjoy? Like, that is exactly where you're meant to be. And I think if you're you know, at that age where Brie said, you know, until you reach sort of your forties, if you're having those big questions of like, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I supposed to be doing in this world? What is required of me? That's a sign that you're probably on the right path. And those are the questions that absolutely should be coming out at this stage of your life. So yeah, it's, I wish someone told that to me, like, I don't know, seven years ago, (laughs) Mm. but also good that they didn't, right? Because you had to go on the journey. Completely, completely. And I think like we all know somewhere inside of us, I think everyone has those questions and they do follow it. I think it's just, if we can remind ourselves that those questions are meant to be happening, then we don't feel so scattered and so pressured in every thing or choice that we do or create I think we can sort of Mm. give ourselves that space to try different things on and see what sticks see what doesn't stick
1: and I guess like you know for me this year it's been a very different year to you so last year I had a, a big year of you know taking a lot of action and um I don't know, like on paper, it just looks so much shinier. You know, last year was my year for having my three-month trip, um, you know, for throwing my life up in the air. And <laughs> it was just such a different energy because the energy that was surrounding me in the year last year was a one energy, whereas this year I've been in this bubble of the two energy. And so the two energy is asking you to take a back seat. It's, taking, it's asking you to just kind of slow down, and just observe things. It's it's a it's a year of like seeing what crosses your path, who crosses your path and taking action on the things that feel aligned and stepping towards the people that feel good and stepping away from the people that don't. And that can be a really like it's been like a really interesting year f- for me because I thought that this energy would feel different Mm. and actually the universe is asking me to really um almost take pause like I because the two years um it asked it like it it lets other people set the pace and so this year I've had to learn Mm. so much patience (laughs) because I can't progress things forward as fast as I want to or I can't take these actions because I'm not in the driver's seat and so for anyone listening who's kind of in a period of your life where you're witnessing other people mean take big steps forward or you know manifest this big dream and things like that, just know that we're all working through a nine year cycle, and every single year in numerology it's it's asking us to do different things to focus on different things to really cultivate different energy within us so that we can remain on our life's life's journey, basically. Mm -hmm. So I think when you understand, do you mean like Holly's been in her half the year in her three year, which is when you would have booked and planned all of this travel, because that's what energy, that's what it would have felt like. You would have wanted to explore and to get out in the world. And now you're in your four year which is your year of hard work, setting up for new foundations, progressing things. And you can see that happening. Like the launch of your first 50 hour yoga training on your own, the launch of your retreat on your own, um, another yoga training next year. Like you can really see, you know, Holly's really embodying the, the four energy of progression and, um, taking action because that's exactly what she's meant to do that year. So, and by understanding what energy is ruling you, I think it allows us to step into that flow state and that more a state of surrender almost to what we should be doing
0: and turn how we should be turning up. Yeah, completely. So for you with mm. the the two-year, what other ways has that sort of personally showed up for you? Like what actionable steps, I guess, have you taken or what things have you changed to like really shift yourself into that energy or like surrender yourself to that energy? What, what have you done?
1: For me personally, the, the two energy, well, for everyone, it's the major lessons throughout this year come from relationships. Mm. And so I found that, um, I was really blessed this year with some new people that were really soul aligned um, and just really important for my path in steering me. So like, for example, you know, like our connection deepened during this year. And from that connection, this podcast birth, mm. I went to a random ecstatic dance in Sydney one night when I was like living in Newcastle. And I ended up meeting like a new friend who I know that is just so soul aligned um you know we've been on this journey this year together of just like this growth and sisterhood and just things like this you know I, I called in a partner who um, ended up not working out but the growth was just so huge and the teachers and that I got as a result of that connection coming in even like from the connection with you right Mm. All of these new people started to orbit me. And so for me this year, it's actually a lot less about taking action and more about realizing and focusing on who's coming in and why are they coming in. What's the universe trying to put in front of my path? What lessons am I meant to learn to be able to deepen my connection not only to others but to myself and to Source? Mm they say that relationships offer you the the greatest um you know the greatest moments for learning and healing and growth so that has absolutely been true for me like this year i've really had to navigate and see myself like i've really seen my shadows come out especially in that intimate relationship that i had you know you there's nowhere to hide when you're in a connection with someone Mm -hmm. and I have been asked to really see all these different shadows in the way that I connect to people and communicate with people, and so a lot of the actions that I've been asked to take this year are all around, I guess, healing that connection point Mm -hmm. and just also expanding into these new people, these new teachings, um, that are coming in. And also the two energies asking that I really follow my intuition over my logic, which has led me to the point where, you know, I'm about to quit my corporate job and just jump <laughs> and step fully into um, wellness, both like esoteric wellness and corporate wellbeing wellness, um, which just feels so, so good. But again, that can't happen until next year. My energy will shift again in um, February and that's, like, when I will be able to take action on my timeline. So it's just knowing the energies, knowing the timelines and just working with them, not against them, because whenever you try and work against them,
0: (laughs) forget it. You can't. (laughs) You literally can't. I feel like that's a... A thing. It'll always like nudge you back on, anyway. And I think like it's yep. it's like you know when you say like know your energy, know your timeline. It's I think you know we all know that on some level. But having you know someone like you who's a numerologist give a reading just to be able to like help you actually see that, so that you find more like faith and mm. trust in actually following those little like nudges and pulls cause they're always there. But sometimes we're like, Oh, like maybe that feels a little bit against the grain or like, I don't see other people making those choices. Like, why would I make the, that choice? Like, why would I take my foot off the gas meow? Like that, even though I can feel, you know, being pulled to do that, or even for you, like how you know that my time is next year. Like my energy will shift in February, like also not taking that leap too quickly and like waiting until Mm. other things are like tied up and completing other things so that you can fully step into that. Having learned all of the lessons by staying in the energy cycle that you're sort of in now. It's so cool. It's so cool.
1: Like, yeah, knowing knowing your numbers, knowing your energy has just changed my entire life. It's just, it's such a powerful tool that's available to us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which is why, do you know I mean, even like for yourself, you're, you're very intuitive. So a lot of the mapping that we did in your 2024 reading is already so aligned. You don't actually have to make that many adjustments, but it's just mm-hmm. that it is just that confirmation. Sometimes
0: we need like, Oh, I am doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. And like, sometimes some I-
1: power in the mirror.
0: Yeah, completely. And I think even like within having things feel, you know, super aligned, there's still sometimes like gaps and question marks on like, you know, cause I think things can like orbit around you and hover around you. And you're like, I'm not quite sure which thing to pull in. And I think like that, not quite sureness, at least from me personally is I haven't quite gotten clear enough yet, or I'm not quite trusting my intuition completely on that thing. So it's like, I don't Mm. know like what to grab at. And having that reading is like, as even just like seeing the energies that will play out over the next 12 months, like 12 months per month, it makes you go, Oh, okay. If that's the thing I want to pull at, I can see when that feels like a nice time. Like I don't actually have to pull at it just yet. And that's probably why it's still mm. hovering. So I don't need to do anything about it right now. Let it hover and know that my energy right now is actually not asking me to do anything at all in terms of like pulling things in. And if I align to the energy that's required of me now, which is, you know, going inward a little bit more, then by the time my energy switches to pulling something in and working hard and taking action, I'll have done the work to know what I need to pull in. So I think like Mm. that was a big key takeaway I got from the reading with you was just, yeah, there's, although you can be aligned, there's still things that maybe you're not quite clear on yet. And then here's a snapshot sort of of like when that clarity might even come and like what you need to work on at this moment which is so lovely. So thank you for that. So lovely. <laughs> Welcome.
1: <laughs> Even like for another just a little example is um, so every year on your birthday, you enter your new personal year, but then like you were saying, every single month we're ruled by like a monthly personal energy. And so how that looks is just for an example is I'm in my two year, but I'm in my nine month right Well as at the time of recording, I'm in my nine month in November. And that's a nine month of endings and completions. And I've had some really big endings happen in my relationships in November. And so when you zoom out at the moment, it might feel really hard, but when you zoom out and you understand the energetics and that the universe is guiding you, I think there's a lot of peace to be found there. Like, oh, no, this was exact. Like this is happening exactly when it needed to happen. Yeah. And how beautiful that it is happening because then next month, when I move into my one month within my two energy, like how beautiful that that's that can happen. These new people can orbit in these new teachers can orbit in, um, you know,
0: new, just generally new connections. I just think, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, so amazing. And if you, like, potentially hadn't, you know, had that ending or you gripped onto it a little bit too much, you might have just kept a same repetitive cycle again and not been able to, like, invite anything fresh in because you were, you know, clinging on to what was.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: completely. Great okay.
1: So have a look back at though. So have a look back at your 2023. Um, if you wrote down any goals at the start of the year, I would highly recommend going back, having a look at your journal. Have a look at what you wanted to call in. Just notice how those goals might have shifted or changed, um, how you had to realign them, readjust them to fit into your life. Um, just feel into like, do those goals even feel aligned for me anymore? Is that still something I want to call in? If you have called in any of your goals or manifestations, do and celebrate those, like give someone a call and just, you know, have that catch up and allow yourself that moment just to breathe that in before we shift the gears and start to do it all again
0: <laughs> next year. Yeah, completely. Brie, what would you say has been the key lesson that you've learned this year or maybe still learning? The biggest
1: thing that's been swirling around me this year actually comes from the gene keys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the gene keys got introduced to me, which is a system um, which is derived from the I Ching astrology and um A few other modalities. You might have heard of, um, human design. They say it's like the feminine expression of that. And the gene keys are this really beautiful guide because it's, it takes you on three different journeys. The first to unlock your genius or your purpose, the second to unlock love and the third to unlock prosperity. And within each of those, within each of those, um, I don't know, journeys that we go on, you can really see just so clearly all of your aspects. So for me this year, it's just like, I've done a lot of work on myself, but this year, the Gene Keys just acted as this, this mirror that I couldn't escape from. And it's been so incredibly powerful because of course we all have shadow aspects But I have been able to see this year how mine are playing out in all of these three different areas of my life. And so this year for me has been a lot around witnessing myself and my old patterns and just seeing how I can observe them and not take take it on, like not take on that energy and that emotion. Mm. That's probably been the biggest thing. I used to just be so caught up in my story. I used to get caught up in being a victim of life instead of being empowered by life. Mm. Um, and so I used to feel a feeling and just be absorbed by it completely for days or months. And this year something's kind of shifted in me after I've been doing all of this shadow work where I've been able to witness emotions as separate from me and allow them just to be there and to exist with them without being consumed by them like I'm not dismissing them but I'm also not identifying as them and I would say that that's been the biggest um lesson and shift for me this year mm, that's big still working on that one but
0: yeah that's yeah. <laughs> a big one yeah that is a big one what about you I think uh, something that you said kind of you know, I guess in relation to the gene keys and, you know, seeing yourself a little more clearly and also not being able to like run away from it or escape it. I think that's also been a big thing and theme for me this year as well. Um, a little bit more in relation to astrology, like being able to see where I'm at in my life. Cause I definitely had a moment earlier this year, probably in, I think like May where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like I still have like all of these amazing, beautiful things, but I'm like, something feels a little bit off and, you know, rather than sort of maybe like just pushing that down or just trying to be like, no, that's just like in your head, nothing's off. Like, you know, whatever. is just actually following that and being willing to, I think even a huge thing for me was just letting myself feel off. Do you know what I mean? Like not feeling like I had to be like, because I, you know, have a career that I love and have all of these things in my world that I absolutely love and adore and are so aligned to me, giving myself permission to be like, actually, I don't feel great anyway. Like there's still something that is not quite feeling clicked. Um, whereas I think I used to feel, you know, especially when I was younger, I definitely used to feel like uh, not that I don't have permission to, but I definitely didn't give myself permission to feel those off things, if that makes sense. Um, And I think, yeah, yeah, just that step of even like expressing that to like another practitioner of like something feels weird and I don't know what it is, but Mm. uh, I know that something feels off and then you know, having that in just like a snapshot revealed to me of like, why, like, this is what you're going through. And this is what life is asking of you, which for me was definitely, um, I think the biggest lesson from all of that, that really changed how I showed up and how I lived was like, stop doing the things that feel so hard. Like you have to push shit up a hill to get done. And I was like, Oh, all right. And she's like, cause if they're really hard and you have to work so hard, they're not aligned. And it was hard mm-hmm. at first to make that shift because there were so many things that like on paper looked so aligned. And I was like, why would I not do that? And just like that mm-hmm. lesson of just because something looks like an opportunity, it doesn't mean it's aligned and trusting that what I needed in that moment was actually just to surrender to all of the stuff. Um, that's been the biggest lesson for me and only doing the things that, I mean, not that are easy, but are effortless. It still requires hard work, mm-hmm. but it is, un, it's evolving quite easily. Like I don't have to put, Start to put energy into it, but not the energy that kind of resists. Correct. Yeah. It's not a forceful feeling. Mm-hmm. And once I shifted mm-hmm. that, I I found so much more success. And it gave me the space mm-hmm. to actually just go even more inward because I wasn't spending so much energy, whether it was like expending my personal energy or like even time on things that I really didn't want anyway, like deep down. So yeah, that's been huge. And I feel very, I don't know what the right word is. I feel like I'm, it's slowly clicking into place fully that lesson. Like I'm still going through it of like, I keep having to like come back and be like, hang on, is this for me? Do I need to just go in right now? Or like, is it hard? If it's hard, then if it's effort, forceful. It's got to go. And I'm getting much better at being able Mm. to like, it's gone then I'm not wasting any more of my time or energy trying to like analyze all of it, make it logical, make it seem right. If it's too hard, bye. (laughs) Which sounds like really silly, Mm. but it's been the thing that really has created a lot more space and energy in my life for me, which I think, you know, probably the first eight years of my career, I didn't feel like I had a lot of time for my energy, if that makes sense. I didn't allow. I didn't allow. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think because it's just like sometimes we get propelled by fear and a shiny carrot comes in front of us and it's like, shit, this isn't quite right. It doesn't feel quite right, but it looks so pretty and shiny and what if I don't take this And then we end up stuck in that fear. But what actually is happening is the universe is saying, okay, girl, you're telling me that you want to up level. You're telling me you want a life that is in a higher vibration than what you're existing in right now. And so I'm going to test you. I'm going to like check in and I'm going to say to you, all right, cool. Do you actually believe that you're worthy and you actually do, you know, align to this Mm. or am I going to put this shiny carrot in front of you and that's at the current level that you're at. Are you going to take that? Are you going to let your fear control you? Or are you going to pass on that thing that you know in your heart isn't truly aligned so that this can come in? Can yeah. you remain in faith? Can you remain aligned to your heart? And I think, oof, it's hard.
0: <laughs> Completely. And I think it's you really it up, hard. You summed it up perfectly by like, are we making these choices out of fear or out of trust? And it mm. it come it definitely is hard. <laughs> um, I think, you know, sometimes the energy behind those things, when you see a shiny thing, like imagine if you saw like a mermaid in real life or like a unicorn, like that energy where you're like, <gasps> like, I feel like that's what those like shiny objects can be sometimes that aren't really aligned for you. They actually can feel like they stir something inside of you and you get a little bit excited, but then I always find for me like something else just like comes in and it's usually that excitement is there potentially but also if that excitement feels like chaos and it feels a little bit potentially mm-hmm. even restricted or I feel like a not version of me or like a, a sometimes I'm like almost like a child version of me, like a younger version of me or a more immature version of me. Like, I feel like that almost comes into the moment as well. And it's like, those are the Mm. of signs that I've started to just keep tuning into of going like, it's a shiny object that's appealing to the part of my brain that wants shiny things. And the part of my mind and my personality that wants shiny things, my soul doesn't want a shiny thing right now. Um, and so just knowing, I think for those of you listening, like if you can figure out what those like little cues are from your body or from your personality, even that show up when you're in fear, um, then you'll start to get, build sort of this language of what fear is and what trust is. That's not just like an idea of like definition. This is fear definition. This is trust in like textbook sort of thing, but knowing it yourself. And I think also just, you're going to have to go through moments, I guess, of like making the fear choice so that you just get that um, information of what that feels like and what that is. But yeah, it is definitely hard, (laughs) but I think also if we, another thing for me that's really helped is not making like snap decisions, not making decisions just out of like Oh yeah, make that decision now. Cause like, I'm, I think even in that, like, if I feel like I have to make a quick decision, like that's also from fear, like quick, do it now. Otherwise it's going to be gone. Mm. Also too, it's, this is another reason why knowing your energy type
1: in human design and your chart is so important because depending on what energy type you are, depends on how you should make decisions. So for example, if you're a reflector in human design, you shouldn't make a decision for a whole lunar cycle, mm-hmm. because you have to feel into that decision in every part of the cycle and make sure that it fits all aspects of you before you jump in. Now, I am a generator, so I um, I have to make decisions from my gut instinct, and so those gut instinct decisions happen instantly. So I am meant to react and do things from my instant reaction because that's the true one before my fear comes in yeah. because for me personally in my body it's that initial reaction that is the truth and then the fear comes in but yeah. for you whole you're a projector so yours is different again I mean you do have to like to look into it guys because knowing your how you're meant to respond to things is a game changer. Yeah. So oh, you're probably the one where you have to take like 24 hours or maybe yeah. I think it's 48 hours they recommend just to feel into it completely yeah. and then step. And because you're being invited in, right? Yes. Yep. So you've you've really got to consider the invitation. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Whereas mine, mine is responding. So uh, as soon as something comes in, I have to respond and I have to trust that initial response. Mm. So this is, again, guys, just another example of the power of knowing your, your energy, your your chart. It doesn't really matter what works for anyone else. It's what mm. works for you. And that's it's all about seeing into your knowing, mm. into your aspects, into your soul um, <clears throat> because, yeah, I think we get caught up in, this is how I should do something,
0: but that might not be your truth. Completely agree. And I think once you not know, like know what those aspects of you are, it does get a lot easier up. Uh, doesn't get easier maybe, but you just are a little bit more willing to just try those things on. I think like, rather than being like, Oh, but that really successful person makes her decisions this way. And she did all of these things and that's how she got to where she is. Like, I should just follow that. And I kind of, you know, I think there's this trend on Instagram where it's like, you know, the real grabs of like, want to know how I did this. And then the whole, like, um, what do you call it? The caption is like Here are the steps I took to do this. And it's like, uh it's, it's not you can't buy someone's plan or buy someone's strategy and apply it to you and think it's going to work and i think like that is what Completely. is so, like the wellness world the business world is so flooded with that at the moment and it's not honoring anyone individually and it's not getting us to go in and do the work it's just us you know applying a strategy and putting it on which you know, might create some success, but for how long and how fulfilled are you really? Like if your success isn't pulling out the deepest parts of you yeah. and you're so deeply aligned and can feel like deep soul self-fulfillment, then at some point you're going to run out of gas with that too. And then you're going to be looking for the next thing and the next yeah. thing. Mm. It's all about that authenticity piece, right? Yeah
1: and how we know that thin, authenticity creates the highest vibration possible to us. And if you're just trying to plug and play someone else's model of their life, it's not going to be authentic to you, so your energy is going to naturally drop down, um, and you're not going to be able to sustain that 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 level basically.
0: Yeah, because I've even had moments of like, oh, should I make a reel like that? Or like, should I, you know, change my strategy? I don't yeah, you get And I'm like, no, that feels so ick to me. Like I would just have to not be fully me in those moments. And like, you know, there's that many trends of like yoga videos and even like, you know, promoting workshops and promoting trainings and stuff. Like it doesn't feel authentic to me to have like my body or my life as a commodity to sell my courses. Do you know what I mean? So I was only talking to someone about this not long ago. And I was like, I feel like I should be putting myself out there more. I feel like I should be, you know, putting my offerings out there more. Cause even with like the teacher training, I think there's like maybe two whole posts out of six months on my grid of that training. And, you know, I put it on stories more times and even like emailing people, I probably in my like business mind, I'm like, I didn't do as much as maybe what I should have done and she was like well was it successful though and I was like yeah she was like well then it doesn't matter like you're being authentic to you then and that's why it's successful and I was like oh okay I don't need to run the way everyone else is running I can just do what feels authentic to me and what if that's just enough you know and it is enough right yeah exactly Mm, juicy, juicy. So,
1: so juicy. So <laughs> as we shift the focus now to 2024, Hol and I thought it would be cool to unpack the difference between goal setting and manifesting, mm. because I think sometimes um, that can be a bit, a bit confusing and it can cause a bit of um, muddle and just a bit of overwhelm. Um, so I guess, like, firstly, like, let's look at goal setting. So goals are something that are a bit more tangible. So say you've you've got your idea of let's use your yoga training hall as an example. Mm-hmm. So Holly knows that she wants to launch a 200-hour yoga teacher training for next year. That's a very tangible goal that we can get very specific about. And, you know, Hull can really dive deep into that. She can get really specific. She can use like the SMART acronym to really break down that goal and birth it into life. So the SMART acronym for people that don't know is specific, measurable, achievable, um, relevant and time bound. Because if we don't have a time frame on things as a human, we will just remain in a perpetual loop of procrastination. We need deadlines. Humans love deadlines. So even if you have to um, give yourself a deadline, <laughs> do it. Tell someone else so you've got that accountability, buddy. Um, or put it on, like if you're launching something, put it on Facebook so you have to keep yourself accountable to <laughs> that date. That's a good one, right? Yeah, completely. <laughs> um. So yeah, so look into your goals and again, with that energy work. So Hole's just done her 2024 reading. So as she's looking at all of these goals that she has, she's now able to look at the energy that's going to be surrounding her month by month next year and work out, okay, when's the time to, um, take action? When's the time to rest? When's the time to have fun? When's the time to go inward and by knowing that you'll remain in a state of flow with life and with the trajectory of your nine year cycle and what you're meant to be doing, where you're meant to be going. Um, And I've found personally that that's really valuable when you can remain in flow with the energy and work with it. Mm. And it doesn't mean that your goals aren't progressing. It just means that in each step that you're taking, it needs a slight adjustment. It needs a slight variation of focus. So, you know, if you're working in a seven month, for example, and you've still got these goals that you want to achieve, the seven month is going to be asking you, okay, can I go a bit deeper in this? Can I research a little bit more? Can I tap into my intuition? So this is like, built out of not only um my intellect but also my spiritual connection and my heart connection Mm. and when you start to work in with these energies and uh, and overlay it with your with your goals there's just a lot of power in that and it allows you to keep propelling forward
0: i was just gonna say how does that land for you and like what what's your approach like the time thing is the hugest thing. Like I see so many people set big goals for themselves and don't put a timeline. And I think it can just get super wishy washy with that. And I think what happens then is if you don't know when the thing is like the deadline is like, why would you do it now then? Do you know what I mean? Like if you're like, Oh, well I can achieve this in six years time. Like why put energy into it now? And I think just, like, affirming Mm. by this date, I want to do it. And I even see people, like, put dates down and they're like, oh, I don't know, though. And I'm like, well, how committed are you to the goal then? Because if you're not willing to put the deadline there and work up to it by that point, maybe it's not the right goal or maybe you need to just set Mm. it and then grow into that version of yourself so the goal can be achieved. So don't be afraid of these deadlines. I think actually, like, truly use them to your advantage and – like what I do when I have goals like this is I just start telling people, oh yeah, I'm doing this. And then I'm mm. like, I'm voicing it. I'm like putting that out there that that's a thing that I'm doing. So I've kind of got to do it now. And not even just like from a thing of like, I said something, so I've got to do it. But the energy behind it is already like coming into the like world in some kind of way already, like speaking it into yeah reality. Because the all is mind and the like, whatever
1: we speak becomes our reality. And yeah. so that's exactly what you're doing. You're using your words, like that that energy, to birth this stuff forward. And that's why, again, be so specific with what words you choose when you're doing goal setting and manifesting. Yeah. Like your words are powerful. Your words are spells. And I know you hear it all the time, but it's so true. Mm. Think about, like, how many times you're like, said even just like something little, like, oh, I haven't heard from Holly for a few weeks. Like 30 minutes later, here's a text. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) completely. Yeah. I think another thing that I do quite a lot actually is I'll set like goals and the goals that feel a lot bigger is I'll always write like little goals within that of like, okay, if that's my big goal, I also then most likely need to achieve this goal too Because if I don't achieve this smaller goal, Mm -hmm. then there's no way that that bigger goal is going to happen. And And the bigger one feels so much more overwhelming, right? If you don't have
1: the stepping stones to get to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think like you guys listening, if you do have like a really big goal and it feels overwhelming and you're like, I don't really know all the steps, maybe break it down into like smaller goals. And like have those look like your steps. Cause I think if there's just a huge goal and we're like, okay, what do I need to get there? And I think like having those little goals along the way, you can kind of see, oh, I am progressing. I'm getting closer to that big goal rather than just, I'm taking a step and then another step and then another step that they don't ever feel like they're propelling me forward. Like they are. But I think having that like goal where you can like tick off humans love that. So I think if you've got one big goal, maybe make like at least three small goals, maybe 10 small goals that fit into that one big goal being achieved. Mm.
1: For sure. Sometimes I add things to my list that I've already done just so I can
0: tick it off. (laughs) Same. And I think like (laughs) I made like goal, it was such a lame goal yesterday, but I was like, I'm not, I'm going to spend like half an hour, an hour doing like the work things that I, I mean, I still taught yoga yesterday, but in terms of like, while I was away from that, I was like, I'm just going to do an hour of work that I have to do, like just the things that need to be done today. And that's it. And then I was like, I'm going to do all of like my life admin things and my productive things and like cleaning the house. And I literally was like, unpack dishwasher, repack dishwasher, do the washing hang the washing out and I was like <laughs> because I could have just written like clean house and then being like bam one big tick and like to clean the house and do all of the house things that I had to do took me like three hours right but if I could like tick something off every 20 mm. minutes it's so much more satisfying and I actually did everything that I really needed to do whereas otherwise I just would have been like oh I'll just vacuum and then mop and then I'm like, oh, still have so much further to go until I can tick my one little bullet point off of cleaning the house. I wouldn't have done it, like honestly. And I was like, oh, I feel so good. Reward yourself, guys. Love it. Reward, Reward yourself with a your tip. Absolutely. Like making your notes in your phone, getting that little bullet thing there. There's just nothing more satisfying than that. Um, and I completely agree. <laughs> so I've good. already done something and I'm like, oh I forgot to add that to my list. Put it on my list just so I can tick it. Um, and I think like on one level, all of this sounds completely corny, but on the other side of it, you're actually building self-trust and self-reliance. Like if you can't rely on yourself, Mm. small things, if you can't trust yourself to get done the small things that you say you will, you don't have the momentum of trust and reliability to do the big things. So as lame as it sounds, do it. Whatever things like you're already doing, party you. yes. make your little like goal list that are things that you probably just do every day anyway. Like make a list for them just so you build trust in yourself to actually achieve the things you set out to achieve. Cause your goals will seem less overwhelming that way too.
1: Yeah, there's something powerful about just seeing them reflected back and even just like to get it out of your head, right? Like, Yes. It
0: just calms your mind so much knowing, okay, I'm not going to forget to do that now because I wrote it down. Yep, totally. And even if it's not done right now, it's written down, so it will be done. <laughs> it will be done. <laughs> oh, and did we want to quickly touch on manifesting? Yeah. I guess manifesting for me is definitely a bigger picture thing. Like it's not as maybe like close or as like materialistic as some of the goals that I set. Like I still want them to be materialistic as as in terms of like I want them to materialize in the world, but I think I find with manifestation, it's, I mean, goals you still have to be aligned to, but manifestation for me feels a little bit more like energetically and soul aligning myself to something. And we talked about this in yoga training on the weekend, this, you have two different ways that your energy expresses. So in yoga, we would call energy prana or shakti. And Shakti is literally your power or your energy. And we all have two different ways that that Shakti shows up. So we have Kundalini Shakti, which is this energy that is unrealized. It's not manifest in the world. We're asleep to its power, essentially. And that's what we would call that Kundalini energy that lives dormant at the base of the spine. And what's dormant about it really is that we do not yet have access to that potential of energy, right? We're asleep to it. We haven't yet realized it. We don't yet know it. So it's, it's literally inaccessible. So Kundalini Shakti is this inaccessible energy that we don't yet have the capacity to harness its power. So that's one part of energy. And then the other part of energy is called Prana Shakti. And this is all of the energy that we have realized that has potentialized in the world that is manifest in the world that we do have access to. And so what we're trying Mm. to do in manifestation, like a big part of manifestation from a yogic point of view is you need to build your prana because if you don't have enough prana, then you don't have enough power to manifest. And this is why Mm. tantra, that whole system is all about energy management and energy cultivation, because that's how we, shape the world that we want to live in and shape our personal world and um, our internal world as well. And so if you think about it that way, we have this Kundalini Shakti, which I find interesting because the yoga world gets very obsessed with Kundalini. And it's like, we're almost obsessed with this thing that's like we're asleep to, which is so fascinating to me. (laughs) Mm. And I think that speaks to the idea that we are all kind of moving in the direction of, waking something up inside of us, like stirring something inside of us, because we can feel that there's more to us than the potential we've already kind of manifested in the world. So I think that's a really beautiful thing too. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do in yoga, not all yogic paths are like this, but definitely the tantric path and, you know, a lot of other yogic paths as well, is about how can I get more of that unrealized potential, that kundalini shakti online? How can I build more mm. energy so that I can actually manifest more things into the material world? And if we're not doing things to build energy and build our capacity to hold that energy, then there's always going... And I mean, there always will be unrealized potential. Like we've got life ahead of us to keep living all of that stuff that we're going to achieve in our life is unrealized (laughs) because we haven't achieved it. There's always going to be something we haven't realized. And I think that's why there's always this calling inside of us to keep like, you know, stirring that unrealized potential inside of us, because that's inherently what we're, you know, our purpose is, is to bring more of our unrealized potential realized to know more of that part mm. of ourself that we don't currently know. So that's sort of how I think of manifestation is I can have an idea of something that I want, but I don't yet have access to the energy inside of me to actually allow for that thing to happen. And so what I need to do is do certain techniques, practices, things, go inward meditation, all of this stuff. So I can awaken more of my Shakti, more of my power so that the things can actually be in the world. So that's sort of how I think about it. And I also think too, again, from an energetic point of view, we can have certain desires in life and for us to manifest that thing, there needs to be enough energy behind that want and desire for that thing to happen. But a lot of the time what happens is there's more energy behind our resistance. So if we have a desire Mm. that we also have resistance to that desire, if we have more Shakti more prana, more power in our resistance to that thing, then we're not going to get to the thing. (laughs) And I think sometimes, you know, for those of you listening, if you're like, but I do really want this thing you have to really look at, like, take a hard look because it's uncomfortable of being like, am I actually giving more energy to my resistance to that thing? Like, am I coming up with all of the excuses as to Mm. why it's too hard? Am I not making space or time in my life to actually do that thing? Like, am I not willing to overcome that doubt or that fear or that shadow aspect inside of me? Like, where is my resistance stronger than my desire to, like, manifest? I think that can be a really good reflecting point for you guys listening of if you're feeling stuck, even though the thing you want is really the thing you want, just look at your energy of resistance. And you need to, of course, always have more energy in the desire to manifest than the desire to stay the same and resist.
1: There's a quote, and I can't think of who said it, unfortunately, (laughs) but it says, if your fear is stronger than your desire, then that's what will manifest. Right. And so this is where the importance of shadow work comes in, is there are so many programs that we are running subconsciously that we probably don't even realize are happening. And they just keep playing out on repeat until we give them that awareness. And once we give them that awareness, that's when we can transcend them and start to build and cultivate that energy so that we can overcome it and start to step into doing this unrealized potential that we have sitting dormant within us. Yeah. And so it's so important, like you said, whole, like just to keep, we have to keep going back in. Yep. There's like in every moment of life, you get to choose where you exist. And a lot of people choose just to remain in this gray zone. I mean, it's not too good and it's not too bad. And I know how this feels and I don't really have to think about it. And I don't really have to change And, you know, I can just hang out in this frequency here. But that's not where the gold is. If you want to achieve the highest highs, you have to know the lowest lows because life is polarity. And Mm. it's when you allow yourself to dive deep within and to really own your shit, that's when you can really own your power as well. Yeah. Yes, I might be mean sometimes, but I'm also really kind at the other spectrum. Mm. And it's owning that shadow aspect that's within me. Do you mm. mean I might be, what's another one? I might be a victim sometimes, but I also can be, do you mean very um humanitarian and powerful when when I'm not in that victim? Mm. But I have to know the duality. I have to know this both ends of the spectrum. And the deeper I allow myself to feel into my shadows, the more I can step into my gift. And I think. There's just, I know it's scary, but honestly, like doing the shadow work and looking at yourself honestly will change your life. It will honestly change your life. Radical accountability for who you are and knowing. And I think this is the biggest thing. And this is something I've really been learning this year is everyone has shadows. Everyone has this, these lower vibrational states, but everyone's looks different. And so sometimes, and I know for me personally, I can only talk from my experience. I look around and I think, oh, my God, everyone's got their shit together. Like, look at this person, you know, they're, they're walking around and they're, they're all up, you know, in their light. But actually, their shadows are just different to mine. So yeah. I'm not as aware of their shadow aspects. Right. And also, too, if they are existing in this gray zone, this middle space, they're not allowing themselves to really um acknowledge or step into those shadows because they're not allowing themselves to dance with the full frequency that's available to us yeah. and so it might be less obvious what their shadows are but they're
0: still there yeah they're just suppressed <laughs> yeah and i think and that's not helpful either no And I think it's that saying of like, whatever you resist persists. Like if you resist your shadows Mm -hmm. and you don't know what they are, they will control your life anyway. Like just because we, yeah, I think whatever you're not willing to look at in your world internally is the thing that's probably controlling life the most and making it feel challenging or stopping you from stepping into that, you know, next level of yourself. And, you know, it obviously is super Mm. uncomfortable to look at yourself. And when you have an idea of who you are, or you have certain values that you want to uphold for yourself that you want to live to, and then you look at those moments where you fell short of that, like, obviously that's incredibly confronting, (laughs) but if you don't confront it, it will be there anyway. It's like, what's more confronting, like reflecting on that in 10 years time and being like, oh shit, like I'm still that, or just Mm. being confronted with it in the moment and being like, okay, I have two choices now. And I think this is where like, you know, your spiritual practices and divination tools and systems, but just at the end of the day, ultimately like spending time with yourself going in is the most important thing you can do because being willing to sit with yourself for long enough and be still for long enough will actually start to heal those parts of the mind that are your shadow aspects or those parts of you, wherever they exist inside of you. They will naturally start to heal and process because you'll see them. And you can't, you yeah. know, do anything about the thing you don't know or the thing that you can't see. Um, because think about it, if you, I feel like I always use these lame analogies of like maps and like cities and stuff. So I don't know if this is going to land, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. (laughs) So imagine like you're walking around in your new city and, or maybe like somewhere that you've been before and you finally just take like a different turn. And then you're like, Oh my God, I didn't realize like all of that stuff was right there. Like I've been looking for this all along and you're like, there it is. Like you just walked down your favorite street and you didn't realize that that's the turn that you were making, or you've been looking for, you know, a monument in a city, but you couldn't figure out how to get there. And then you finally took that turn and you're like, there it is. Like you didn't know that thing was right there until you actually turned and looked at it. It's the same thing as like your inner self. Like you don't know what's there until you actually take a moment to look at it. And when you take a moment to look at it, there will be, it doesn't mean you're going to make change straight away right? We're not saying you see something, you become aware of it. Now you instantly have to make change. It's not really, it might take a little while for you to make change and it might take a really long time for you to make sustained change. But that's the the point is to not make a, it's not like you're only successful if you've made a forever change. The success I think is the willingness to keep like going, okay, that's how I showed up. How could I be you know, what did that mean? Why did I show up that way? How can I show up differently next time? And not just like a blanket thing of like, this is how I will show up differently next time. It's like, what do I actually need to overcome inside of myself? So showing up differently next time is just a thing that happens. It's not a thing that I have to fake or pretend it's actually like shifted inside. So let the change be gradual. Some change might be more drastic and quick than others others will take more time to integrate as well.
1: And I think just know that it's never going to go away. Our shadow parts are there for a reason. And it even, even once we step into the gift and we're hanging out there more, there there is still going to be that shadow. So just try and accept and love that part of yourself too because it's going to make observing that part and choosing not to step into that behavior that's attached to that shadow easier, I think. Yeah. I've noticed for myself personally, now that I'm really aware of my shadows and how that subconscious programming and those patterns play out in different situations, now that I have that awareness of that, I kind of watch, like, this shadow come out, and I'm like... Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's what's triggering that. Yeah. Okay. Let's just put you on port and you can make the decision. Then the more, you know, yourself, the more you sit with yourself and the more you practice this, you just, you, you get to step back your higher self, you like capital U, (laughs) you get to choose in every moment, which version gets to come out. The more you practice this and it is a practice like everything, right? Yeah. We're just practicing making that choice. We're yeah, allowing ourselves to keep stepping forward. And the ultimate goal obviously is to get to the sympathy of each of our genes. Mm. But that takes a lot of time and dedication. And not all of us will get to the sympathy of our of our um of our frequencies in this lifetime. Like we do this, we go around
0: A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Do we ever. (laughs) Something I just wanted to kind of say, like if the word shadow feels super uncomfortable for you and you almost feel like, ick, I want to get away from that, just use the word maybe challenge instead. Like what are your challenges instead of using the word shadow? I think that can, if if you find like a bit of resistance to just the word shadow because you think it's like less than, then perhaps just like interchange that word with challenge. I think that can be quite helpful. Yeah, nice. Mm, mm. Um,
1: so, yeah, if you're wanting to progress past your challenges and <laughs> end all your shadows, <laughs> um, a good place to start, I guess, is to – you. it's all about connecting in with the feeling. So think about every aspect of your life that you're trying to manifest something in. And just a good place to start is how would I like to feel in – my career and just write down how you want to be feeling in that space of your life and then go to the next part how do how does how do my finances feel in this higher state that you're manifesting how how do my how does my health and body feel and start connecting into that felt experience of what that manifestation will feel like and then from that felt experience, then you can start to um, get clearer about your major manifestations, like these big juicy things that we're really working towards that we know will take time. But then also have some fun with it and play around with just like your energy. How can I cultivate a little bit of prana, a little bit of belief, you know, overcome a little bit of these challenges and give yourself some minor manifestations that you can just kind of, have fun with and play around with the universe. Like the universe is here to work with us. It wants to support us in our growth. So you might like just want to call in, okay, I'm going to try and manifest a free coffee or one I love to play around with. I'm, I'm obsessed with books. So I'll be like, okay, universe, I'd love for you to bring me a, um, a book on the Hermetic Principles, either at a secondhand bookshop or at like one of the free little, um, street libraries. And that's just a really fun way of like building that trust muscle and building, um, building that, that power that's within you. Because we love, as humans, we like to see to believe that things are true. So having these little moments of expansion, like, oh shit, I did call that in. Or like even just looking at different people's um, lives and instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous, I wish that I had what she has, let's reframe this. Oh, my God, she's so expansive for me. I can feel how good that must feel to have that husband, to have that house, to have that partner, to have that career. That feels amazing that's available to me and she could do it, which means that if she can do it, it's possible for me. So I'm going to feel into that and I'm going to send her love for her journey and take on that love as mine. Mm. And so that's something
0: fun to play with as well. Yeah, definitely. So if you could like sum up for people, um, what like goal setting versus manifestation is to you? Like, what would you, yeah, what would you define that as?
1: Mm. I guess it's what you were saying before about, about, um, prana. Mm. I would say that our goals are things that have materialized or manifested right now. They're available to us in this moment and we have control over these. We can really put this smart framework around it and we can, we have the ability right now to take action on all of these, um, you know, these specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals that we have. We're in the driver's seat. We can move that forward, whereas manifestations are things that are sitting at a higher frequency than we're currently at right now and we are working towards building the Shakti <laughs> to – um to end up at that manifestation. So I'd say that's the difference. One's, yep. manif- one's available to us in this moment and one we are working towards unlocking.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> hmm. Sobering. It's cool bringing that yogi lens into it as well. Totally. <laughs> yeah. it's It yeah. makes it feel a little bit more like, I don't know, for me, I guess like the way I, understand the world is like absolutely through so many yogic teachings. So for me, if I, I know like almost yoga for me is like just a language that I, I mean, it takes time, but like just that I understand. So with things in the world that I don't Mm -hmm. like fully understand, I'm like, what would yoga say about this? And then I'm like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) So isn't it funny how we've both, we've all got that we've all got the thing that we understand them like mm.
1: yeah mine's like patterns i'm like okay what's the pattern in this <laughs> how can
0: i like see the vibration and yeah it's it's pretty cool and i think like when you know that it's like i don't know i find all the time just in my world inside my head i'm always like what would yoga say and then i'm like okay now i can understand that like i can move on now <laughs> <clears throat> so good what are you what are you manifesting if you want to share?
1: Oh, I'm working on that at the moment. I think my biggest manifestation for twenty twenty-four is um fully stepping into a soul-aligned career and stepping past the <clears throat> security blanket of a corporate career that looks pretty and shiny, but gives me no um no (laughs) peace yeah um it's moving past that that and stepping into my higher manifestation of trusting that the universe will catch me and support me in this soul aligned work that's my biggest manifestation for 2024
0: what about you i don't know to be honest like i'm not really you know i feel like i've got things i'm working on but um yeah maybe in a a few yeah I don't I don't know yet I guess is probably the thing maybe for me it's you can actually,
1: listen to the episode
0: darling, right. just work it out later I know, you know <laughs> like for me maybe in terms of like manifestation is I just want to do more things for like me outside of like career that actually bring me so much joy if that makes sense because I think mm. what gets tricky uh-huh. is my career brings me so much joy. And that's also the thing that brings me joy in my personal life as well. So I want to start doing things that mm. are not like career focused at all, I guess. And yeah. like, being okay with that. Cause I, th- I think like, that's always something I've struggled with is I love my job so much. It's like my passion. It's my soul passion. It like gives me so much, but then I think because of mm-hmm. that, I can forget to, Nurture other aspects of myself that are like outside of that completely, so I think, yeah, I don't know, something along the lines of that potentially, maybe just joy, mm-hmm. balance yeah. yeah, balance too, completely, <clears throat> and then feeling like I don't always have to do work all the time, like I think that's a huge thing, so I will. Listen to the thing into your being instead of your doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, I definitely let like, go through moments of that, but I feel like I'm starting to get to a point where actually I just want to be in the being, you know, for, for a bit. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I guess when you have your birthday next year, you'll, you'll shift into that five energy, which will allow you to be, to just be, and to yeah. experience that joy of life yeah. to be in that higher vibration the floor energy can be quite dense because it's asking us to really reassess that, that framework of our life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think knowing that the work is worth it and that there is this peace and adventure on the other side. um, Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that can keep you
0: propelling forward. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I'm almost halfway through that for you now and I can see Mm -hmm. like all of the questioning and, time I've spent trying to be like hang on what's my foundation now and I think like a big part of what I do want my foundation to be is actually just being able to be in life like that to me feels like the greatest gift and the biggest joy is to be (laughs) like it sounds so lame Mm -hmm. I know but like I feel like I've spent the last 10 years like you know tipping in and out of that whilst like really creating my dream life as well. And I almost feel like I just want to like fully be in my dream life now. Like I'm, I'm there, like I've got all of the things outside yeah. that are my dream life. And now I just want to actually arrive in it and let myself be there.
1: I completely can understand that. Like this year for me, I've really shifted from chasing happiness and peace outside of myself to feeling it within myself. Yeah. And every day now feels so different and so much more like a gift. Yes. I can't really explain it with words, but I just feel completely different in, in life. Mm. And even when I have these moments of stress or, you know, pain, even on those days, it doesn't consume my whole life and my whole being anymore. Like it used to just consume me for days and weeks at Mm -hmm. a time and now even when I'm going through these periods, A, they last a lot less time and, B, I can still find the beauty in each each moment Mm. um, which is just such a big win and why we do this work, why we allow ourselves to experience the full spectrum that's available to us.
0: Yeah. What a big juicy episode. I actually can't wait to listen to that. (laughs) <laughs> one more thing that we did not celebrate is we started this podcast and we became podcasters this year
1: Yay. <laughs> we just found out um we're listening to a podcast about podcasts <laughs> and actually a lot of people start podcasts but very few people actually commit and only one percent of podcasts that are started um uh release more than 20 episodes so we're in the one percent that have committed so big celebration for us (laughs) and of course that's only possible because all of you guys tune in so huge thank you to you guys as well for wrapping some love around us and um allowing this to keep progressing forward all right guys we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode um as much as we've enjoyed recording it it's been really beautiful to look back, but also to start cultivating some prana to move into the 2024 year with. Um, so yeah, please do drop us a note, let us know what you're manifesting. We are absolutely happy to be your accountability buddy through this. Um, and yeah, of course, we would love to connect with you guys um, through the podcast and through our personal businesses as well. So do reach out, Do keep the connections going. We will see you on the next episode. See you then.